0: Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares.
1: Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On today's episode
0: Coping with Uncertainty.
1: AKA Curling Up in a Ball. <laughs>
0: Okay, we decided to talk about something that's been kind of on our minds and several of uh, the minds of our friends recently. 2023 looks like a really uncertain year. It
1: does. I don't like it.
0: What, what don't you like about <laughs> uncertainty? Well,
1: I don't like uncertainty. I don't like
0: Well, what's uncertain for you this year? What, what, I mean what are Well, what are a you lot feeling? of
1: things have been going on with your work, um, huge layoffs um, at your work. Yep. Um, you got through the layoffs. Um, some of our friends did not, because we have a lot of friends that work at the same company that you do. Um, and yeah, and, and they're changing, you know, compensation packages at your work. And so that kind of uncertainty is just, you know,
0: you know, I, I think it's being felt across everything. We we're told we're going into a recession. Maybe it's going to be a small recession. Maybe it's a big one. I think a lot of people are dealing with not knowing what's going to happen this year. In fact, I think even more so now than during COVID, which sounds really weird. Well, and uncertainty
1: is just, it's a dark place. Like if, you know, I was talking to one of our friends whose husband lost their job and if she knew in a year that her husband was going to get this great job or in six months or whatever, you can plan for that, right? Like, okay, we're not going to have a job for a year, but we can cut back and we can right make it through this. But when you just have no idea, it's the, it, the, the it's a really dark place to be, the unknown, the You know what this reminds me of? What is it?
0: It reminds me of the TV show we've been watching recently, Alone yeah because they don't know how long they're going to be out there they're competing against other people to see how long they can stay out in the wilderness and survive off the land by themselves alone and they have no idea how many people are left and whoever's the last one there wins half a million dollars but they have no idea how many other people the 10 people that started are still there how they're doing, you have no idea. All that uncertainty they're dealing with must just drive them.
1: Oh, especially because there's there's not a whole lot to distract them except for, you know, finding food and trying to stay warm. Like that's basically what their day is about is finding food. And staying warm. That's that's their day. But yeah, that must yeah must drive them so insane. So it
0: did drive them insane, many of that them. That is
1: true. That is true. One of the contestants was like screaming at the camera, I'm doing this for your entertainment. Are you happy? And I'm like, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm pretty entertained right <laughs> now. And Thank you. you.
0: You're, you're wondering, well, how can they record people alone? They actually have to record themselves. It's yes. a fascinating show. If you haven't watched it, it's mesmerizing. I don't know why, because there's no commentary. There's nothing except... The people alone talking to a camera. It's fascinating. Yeah, it is. But that uncertainty that they deal with is kind of how we've been feeling a little bit too. Yeah, for sure. And with
1: uncertainty comes tons of anxiety and worry. And, you know, it's just, it's a very stressful time. And we know lots of people are, we have family members and friends that are, that are all feeling uncertain about this year.
0: Well, and that was manifested with us uh, the week after Christmas. <laughs> it was horrible.
1: <laughs> we were so pathetic.
0: We didn't oh. have any anything planned. Our kids were all gone except for Sam, who was working a lot. Um, no one came and visited us after Christmas, which was fine. We were like, hey, this is going to be nice. It's going to be a break. It's going to be relaxing. Relaxing. I didn't have any schoolwork to do that week and we just kind of did nothing.
1: We yeah, we did something. We watched like 5 seasons of ER.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it was it was not good. It was not good for our mental health.
0: It wasn't. And what I thought was interesting was some of my coworkers did the same thing and and I asked in some of my other colleagues in other companies, it was the same sort of just malaise that people were sitting in because of the uncertainty of the job market, the uncertainty of the economy, that all played played on everyone pretty high. So we decided we got to do some research on this. We did. So the research
1: department, AKA me, Paige, I don't know what you've got
0: going. I mean, you don't got like anything going on. Slacking. I just kind of delegated that to you.
1: Slacker. Um, so, yeah, I found an article that um, gave techniques for coping with uncertainty and we do not agree with all of these things but it might be helpful for someone else so
0: but you you not only read one article you read several i read
1: several and this one i like the best so Um,
0: check out our blog because you can there's a link to these articles which um can really provide you some really valuable information and they may work for you some of these things we're going to make fun of we'll just be brutally honest
1: (laughs) true story (laughs) true story
0: Okay, let's talk about um, the techniques that we found in in this article. So the first one, identify and tune out unproductive worrying. So there
1: was a psychologist that um, they quoted a lot in this article, and he said, productive worries tend to lead to actions that give us more control of our environment, whereas unproductive worries make us feel even more anxious and uncertain, thus leading to a vicious
0: cycle. So I think this one's interesting. Because you can, you in uncertainty, you are going to worry about things. Right. But if, if you can do something about your situation, those are productive things to worry about. That's what he's saying, right?
1: Yes, he's saying, like, try to differentiate, like, what is your productive worrying? Like, making sure you have enough food in the house, right? That's productive oh, that's worrying, pretty productive, right? Yeah. That versus unproductive, like, staying up all night thinking about worst-case scenarios, which I feel like I do that almost every night. But do you know what I mean? Like that is unproductive. Like
0: in, you know, the worst thing that could happen is X, Y, and Z. There's nothing you can do about that. Well, I like what he says. If you're worrying about something that makes you feel even more anxious and uncertain, then that's not what you should be focusing on. Right. So,
1: yeah. So he said simply tuning out worrisome thoughts is not easy, especially for a very anxious person that said, the act of taking a step back and recognizing what is and isn't worth the worry can be a helpful first step. Now, it's not like you can go, okay, I'm not going to think about that anymore, right? The, our brains don't work that way. Yeah, but, but you
0: can entertain those Yes, spots. you
1: can consciously go, you know what? I'm not going to think about that right now. You really can do that. I do that a lot. In the middle of the night when I wake up and I'm like, Everything is everything is terrible in the middle of the night. Seriously. It is not helpful to wake up in the middle of the night and think about anything at all. And But you, I, I can say, you know what? No, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. So I think that's what you need to do. Don't go there, especially at 3 in the morning. Don't go there.
0: So you can simply just tune things out? You just start
1: thinking. You, you choose something else to think about.
0: okay. So you, you have to replace it with something yes, else. Yes, or you
1: read a book, or you listen to a podcast, or you watch a show, right? You have to replace because, right, your mind's going... Down a dark hole.
0: I like that. Listen to "Where's the Lemonade." <laughs> it or will watch. solve all of your problems. Yes,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Gets and rid of all uncertainty. If you in need to life. turn a show on, go to YouTube and watch, and watch our show. "Where's the Lemonade?" Yeah,
0: there you go. We are fixer. We're fixers. We're fixers. We're fixers. Total fixers. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Next. Next step. Pract- practice mindfulness. Okay. Now this
1: might be one that we might make fun of. Yeah, we might. <laughs> okay. This is this not is our thing. This is one of thing. those
0: woke new age things. But this isn't is not it?
1: this is not our thing. There are a lot of people that this is their thing. This is not our thing.
0: Okay, I don't understand this. It says here, <laughs> feel the chair underneath your butt.
1: It does. It says appreciate the texture of the food as you chew. Note the sensation from going hungry to satisfied. I don't really understand it. So maybe someone needs to. Contact us. Yeah,
0: man, we need to be educated.
1: (laughs) Because we don't get it. That doesn't make me feel better to sit here and go, okay, I'm gonna try right now.
0: How's that? I'm I'm trying to find I'm feeling feeling? the chair under
1: my butt. Okay. (laughs) It feels fine. I don't understand how that I don't okay.
0: I think what they mean is be in the moment.
1: Okay, well, what I do like what he says in this uh, he says develop habits and routines for a sense of control. We need structure and control on a smaller smaller individual scale. Hold yourself accountable with things like daily exercise, changing out of PJs, trying new recipes. And I really like this part, set up an activity calendar for work and fun and stick to it. It will help with your low moods. So I think what this is saying is forget the first part of fill the chair under your behind. It's saying be aware of what you need. So. And what your body
0: needs, or what does that make sense? So, like, yeah. I, I think so, but not just aware of what you need. Also, mindfulness to me might mean I'm consciously doing things. Yes, exactly. Instead of just flowing around yep. or what's on what's on the next yes. channel or yep. hey HGTV or what is it QVC? That's a dangerous one, right? Yeah. But yeah, he says hold yourself accountable. So put
1: it on your calendar. Today I'm going to do, right, this, this, this. Um, and I like the, set up and the setting up the activity calendar. I really like that. That would have helped us the week after Christmas.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I don't want people to think that all we did was watch ER.
1: We didn't. We actually did several fun things with friends. We actually and...
0: left the house a couple times.
1: <laughs> we went roller skating. We went roller
0: skating. With our friends. And we... Um... We went to a movie.
1: We went to a movie. We went to over to our friend's house and hung out because it was a birthday party. So we did a few things. Those were usually but in the evening. every
0: other second we watched ER.
1: Well, and it was weird for me. I was worried about you because I've never seen you ever go for more than a day without having your computer in your lap. And now, whether it's work or school or enjoyment because you like to program. Yep. You weren't doing any of those I wasn't things. doing any was of those like, things. I was like... Where's your computer? And you were like, I'm taking a break. But it was kind of scaring me. <laughs> oh,
0: great. I was like, for all what? of you um, spouses, wives out there whose husbands are constantly gaming or programming or doing things and all of a sudden they stop. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Well, I,
1: we said after that week, you said that you it was not a good thing. It was not a good thing. But you me. kept saying, no, I'm taking a break. It's fine. I'm taking a break. But it was maybe too much of a break. We should have had other things planned. If you wanted to take a break from your computer, I get it. But we should have. We should like
0: have, like what cleaning the garage.
1: No, just like going for a walk. Or of course okay. we couldn't. It was terrible it weather. It was terrible we were weather. Flooding everywhere. But walking around the mall, maybe I don't know. Just we could have put some things on the calendar, and we should have. All right. So so there you go. Okay. All right. So the next one is focus on gratitude. You know I love this. And you like this one too? I do.
0: In fact, we did we did something for the kids when they were young, um, called gratitude bucks. And with teenagers in the house, I think we need to bring it back.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you handle that. <laughs> I, you were way more into that than I was no, because I was like, "This I is loved a, it." This is another thing that I have to keep track of. But
0: no, it, it the whole idea it was a is, positive thing. It was you find this silver lining and what you're grateful for, and it could be. You're grateful for rain. We need rain in California. Yes, we just got too much all all at one time. That is sure for um, sure. But now it's a beautiful sunny day after three or four weeks of rain. So I'm grateful for the sun now. Yeah. I won't be grateful in August when it hasn't rained in eight months. But. Okay. And
1: what's the silver lining with all the things that have been going on with with your work and with all of our friends' work and our you know some of our kids? What what's you know, the silver, silver
0: lining? lining might be that you get a new perspective. Um, that maybe um, maybe it's time to get a new job maybe it's time to look at a new career maybe it's maybe you were in a rut. I don't I don't know.
1: Yeah I guess everybody has to find that own silver lining depending on their situation
0: but well and perspective pers- is is the key here.
1: Perspective is everything. it really is it really is so
0: and I know for some people they they've been working um, at the company for almost three decades. And then all of a sudden, they're not anymore. That, that's got to really yeah. rock your world. But the world is your oyster. You, you can go and do anything you want now. Ooh, the world is your oyster. Ooh, I like that. All right. The next thing on the list is something we have a really hard time with seek out humor.
1: You know, sarcasm is not a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) It rips the flesh. It rips the
0: flesh. No, this is one thing. This is one thing. Anyone that knows us or has listened to the show, we find humor in a lot of things.
1: Especially me. Especially you. It took you a little bit of time to get used to that.
0: You helped loosen me up a little, a lot.
1: Yes, that is for sure. But the first year of our marriage, you were like, this is why I married you. But then you also had a hard time with that I found, I can find levity in almost anything.
0: Sometimes when um, it's a gravitas situation and I want to talk serious, I
1: I'm I'm pretty good at that. It's not like I'm sitting there laughing at you. Only if you get hurt will I laugh at you. Yes, It's, so true. it's a sick thing that I have. If she's, you act, she's
0: very sick.
1: I mean, not if you get really hurt, but like if you trip oh, no. or something.
0: No, if you even get really hurt at first, you laugh at first.
1: Well, it's like an uncomfortable. It's like a. It's like my coping mechanism, but. Yeah, when someone so like trips and like scratches their elbow or something, I'm like, that's funny.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. So let's <laughs> not mock people that fall down. As no. other other ways, is, uh, laughter is a great is a great medicine. So watching a funny TV show, game night with friends, um, we love that. Yeah, we we it kind of keeps your mind off of all that uncertainty that's going on and you get to realize especially when you're with friends or family and laughing that's what the that's what life is about is sharing experiences with people that you love
1: well and it is important to laugh like it what it brings up it uh, you have endorphins right yep um i can't think of the right word but um, no it's endorphins no but i mean like i shouldn't say it brings up endorphins it what's the word i want oh it sounded good to me okay bring up endorphins um But yeah, produces, produces, thank you. See, I knew that there was another word. Um, But no, humor is here and now. Like it's in the moment, right? You're laughing in the moment. You're having a good time in the moment. And I think that's really important to have those distractions, right? To have the funny, laughing is so good for you. It is,
0: but you can't rely on that all the time, which is the next advice that they gave us. Don't rely on temporary distractions. Don't rely on them. Don't rely on it. It's it's good to laugh and things like that. Yes. But they also mentioned don't fill the void of uncertainty with other things.
1: Yes. With escapist behaviors. Such as. Such as. It says drinking, eating, um, being in denial. Like those are all escapist. Laughing incessantly. Laugh. No, that's good. That's good. That is not an (laughs) escape. That is good. But yes. So don't don't feel your void. Fill, fill the void of your anxiety with, right. I'm going to do this to make me feel better in this moment. Right. Like here, we just said, seek out humor. Yes, that's fine. That's not destructive. But if you're doing things that are destructive, not good.
0: Well, you also have to deal with what's going on as well. You do. You, You do. You have to say, all right, these are the uncertain things, the things that you know, that are causing me this anxiety, which goes to the the last tip that, um, that this article gave, which was you have to Except accept what you can't control. Yeah, there you go. There's things that you're not going to be able to control. You can't control the economy. I guess you could if you spent enough where the whole economy depended on you. We can thank some of the billionaires for that one. Yeah. Um, Then maybe you can control the whole economy. Most of you cannot. So, but that's, you know, that's a lot easier said than done. It is easier said than done. But
1: I I like how this article said, obsessive consumption of information, because you're grasping for certainty, can make things worse.
0: So isn't that interesting?
1: Those are big words. It says acknowledging that we can't control and change everything is extremely important, Wanting to know and control everything fuels uncertainty. Seeking out information is vital, and keeping up with news is important, but constantly refreshing your news and social media feeds only adds to anxiety.
0: Oh, this is So don't be
1: obsessed, right, with maybe because you've got money in the stock market and it's tanking, and so every five minutes you're checking you're it, checking you're checking it. it, you're checking it. We stopped doing that with our crypto a long time ago. Yeah, we had
0: to. <laughs> My anxiety level was too high. Yeah. but Same with the stock market, too. Yes,
1: just look away, people. But, look so away.
0: why do you think people do that? They constantly refresh because maybe they're looking for some new news, something different than what's going on in their life right at that moment.
1: No, I mean, if you're, if you're obsessive about the stock market or your crypto or whatever, it's because you're waiting for
0: a change. it to turn, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it just
1: went up. It went up a penny. It went up a dollar. It went up... And that is just going to make you more anxious, right? You've got to say maybe once a day, right? If that's important to you uh, at every day at 8 a.m., I'm going to check that. And then I'm, I'm not going to look the rest of the day, right? We've done that before with yeah, certain we situations that we're kind of, we were obsessing over. We said, all right, once a day, we're going to look at these emails and that's it. Or once a day, we're going to look at the stock market and that's it. So it is important to be informed, Right. That is vital in uncertain times, but don't be obsessed with being informed.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And this ties into that, uh, you know, not to try and control what you can't. I this fit into something. When you read this to me the first time, I says, hey, Covey taught that in his seven habits when he said you got a circle of influence and a circle of concern. Make sure that your circle of concern is not way out of whack with your circle of influence. Otherwise, that's just worrying and causing anxiety. Mm, okay. If you have influence over something, that should be your circle of concern, because now you have some control over it. There's something you can do about it. Right. Right. Um, if they're exactly equal, then you're not really broadening your horizons. You're not seeing beyond, beyond uh, the corner. Um, but you've got to you've you've got to keep it somewhat in balance. Otherwise, right. you do. You do have a lot of uncertainty and a lot of anxiety that's built up around that, for sure.
1: And the last one that you you added just last minute was how to help your spouse when they're the ones that are dealing with, right, most of the uncertainty. So what tips would you have for that?
0: I don't know, I was gonna ask you that. (laughs) Obviously, we did no research on this. Well, Darren
1: literally added it right just, before we
0: well, recorded. Well, I think it's important to recognize first off. I think that's probably the first thing: recognize that your spouse is going through a lot of uncertain things in their lives at that moment. And you, a lot of times, you go, "Well, I'm not. I'm not uncertain about us financially, but maybe your spouse is."
1: Right. Right.
0: Right. And
1: well, okay. So let's let let's talk about this for a minute. And this is totally off the cuff here. We have not talked about this. So that week after Christmas, where you were you were in a funk, right? Yeah, you were was in a, a funk. funk. What what could I have done better than just turning the TV on for you?
0: Maybe some chips and salsa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I serious. I what know that, you're serious. What it have <laughs> Do you think? Do you think? I mean, we'll never know, right? Because it's already passed. But do you think it would have been helpful if I would have said? Hey, Darren, let's get out of the house and yes. go do this.
0: Yes. Just like I do with you when you're in a funk.
1: Yeah. I we, say, hey,
0: let's go. Let's get out of the house. Yeah. Let's go do something. Because we
1: were, there was a couple times where we were going to go do something and you were like, nah, it's rainy. Let's just stay here. So you wish I would have pushed you to go do that sure. thing? Okay. Okay. So maybe. Maybe not
0: in the moment, but afterwards I would have.
1: Okay. So sometimes we've got to give each other a little kick in the booty and say, come on, let's get out. Let's go look you know walk around the mall or let's go walk around Sam's Club or whatever it is Um, like I said because our weather here was horrible we would we would typically go walk (laughs) outside but uh, we were drowning over here
0: I think another thing on how to help your spouse is empathize okay you know recognize that they are going through uncertainty just telling them no everything's gonna be okay That's not how they're feeling at the time.
1: And we don't know that. I mean, everything will be okay, but we don't know how or when that's going to be okay. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So maybe saying like, um, you know, I understand that this must be really frustrating and I'm really sorry. And I'm here for you if you want to talk about it. Yeah,
0: let's talk talk about your uncertainty. Even if they're the crazy thoughts. Because uncertainty, like they said before, unproductive worrying... You start going down really weird paths. The worst case scenarios, Worst case scenarios. And maybe it's okay to to talk about those for a little bit. Just like, don't you remember on that show? What show was it? (laughs) This is Us. This is Us. We love that
1: show by the way. Randall.
0: Randall and his wife. They would always go, all right, worst case scenario. Because
1: Randall was a total warrior. He was a warrior, yep.
0: So worst case scenario. And that would just lead into
1: crazy like and then it would like they would kind of start laughing because but yeah they would do all right and they would only give themselves like two minutes right like let's go like go okay worst case
0: and then you try to outdo each other on the worst it could get
1: and then they would laugh because it was so
0: ridiculous but yeah so maybe maybe that goes into that that levity and and um but get you know sometimes you have to give them a little bit of space too right space space is good sometimes but it's tricky you've got to know your partner you have to know your partner and their needs, right? You do, you have to know what- Do you think it would help if you called a friend and say, can you take my spouse out to lunch, please?
1: I think it depends on the person. That's what I'm saying. You've gotta know your spouse. You've okay. gotta know what their limits are, how long you wanna let them wallow in you know, this dark place and when you need to pull them out. So you've gotta know, you've gotta know, right?
0: Yeah, okay,
1: and when And it, when it's time to get a friend involved,
0: well, I'll, I'm not saying get a friend involved. Hey, my No, but my I'm husband's saying, depressed. Take him to lunch. I no. says, Hey, I know Darren really likes going to lunch with you. Can you take him out?
1: Yeah. You like going to lunch with me.
0: I do. Okay. Are you uncertain about this podcast? No, not at all. I, <laughs> no, I thought this was I thought this was good. Hopefully this helps anyone. If you do, um if you need to talk, just call us. No, don't call us. <laughs> That's a joke. i'm like really no No, just leave a comment and we'll comment comment
1: back we can we can you know send some messages don't call us
0: (laughs) okay our lemonade moment of the week comes from mother nature she has been
1: angry with us here in california for a couple of weeks
0: I think she's been angry with us for several years in in that we've had a pretty severe drought. That's true. Well, now she's going, "Oh, you want you want water? I'll give you water."
1: Yeah, we got brats. A,
0: we got a year's supply of water in like 3 or 4 weeks.
1: So there's been a lot of flooding and, you know, all kinds of of awful things. So many trees have gone down, power outages, Lots and lots of scary things. I know some people have died in the floods. Um, Nothing was ever that extreme here. Um, But the lemonade is that we needed the water.
0: We have water now. Yeah. You can't make lemonade without water.
1: That is so true. There you go.
0: Done. You are done. uh,
1: If you like today's episode...
0: Give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google.
1: And head to Facebook and like us.
0: And check out our blog at where'slemonade.org, Where you can leave questions and comments. And, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby.